So this is a very deep subject matter of causality. The, the original cause. The cause of all causes. Sarva karana karanam. Where did it all begin? Where does everything come from? These are some of the deepest questions one can ask in life. And here Krishna is giving a very direct answer. If we consult the resources that we're given in life, then we can, you know, very directly come to the conclusions. But if we don't know where to look, we don't have access. It's, a key, it's about having access. We have this access to this knowledge. For literally thousands of years, for practically almost all of Western history, there wasn't access to this knowledge. Really only in the 19, late 1800s, the early 1900s, did Western civilization begin to decode the Vedas. in terms of our modern Western civilization. So this is very new and as we've mentioned in some places that this knowledge of the Vedas has just recently come to the Western world, to the United States, etc. The British, very recently. So we're actually in the midst of a very deep cultural and spiritual renaissance of Vedic spirituality, Indian spiritual knowledge. So this, we could say, is very strongly felt by the Krishna Conscious Movement, which was founded in 19... It was registered in 1965. Uh, in the United States, 1966. And since then has become the largest distributor of spiritual uh, Vedic knowledge in the world. To date, about 500 million literatures, Vedic literatures have been distributed. That's That's almost one in every 12 people on this planet has access to. So something that was forever locked away in a different language, a different culture, different t time is now readily available. And therefore we saw a very rapid uh, explosion, a very quick proliferation, expansion and growth of a international movement in the Western world. Shri Prabhupada says this movement has been going on in India since the Vedic times, at least 5,000 years since the time of the Bhagavad Gita. Now this movement has recently been brought to the Western world in the shape of ISKCON, Srila Prabhupada says. So we're just now getting a very radical and revolutionary understanding of these deeper questions in spirituality that many of the Western traditions have been able to answer. 
they've been baffled due to perhaps insufficient knowledge or not knowing the proper methodology to arrive at such such grandiose conclusions. So that's what's very unique about these, these transcendental literatures for our own sake and also for sharing with others. Right now there's a lot of talk of how you can help others. You know, some say if you get vaccinated you'll be helping others. From a transcendental point of view, the, the best and really only way you can help is to give them spiritual knowledge to save the soul. If you try to save just the body, but you don't offer help to the soul, it's very incomplete, it's shallow. So even more important is saving the soul, helping the soul come to knowledge of self-realization. So these books are more or less vaccines against ignorance, against repeated birth and death. Why? Because they, they reveal that what we consider the unknowable. There's many traditions, many religions where these topics are considered unknowable. This is agnosticism. You can't know. There's whole philosophies and schools, organizations, movements that you can't know. Why? Well, because we don't know. We don't know anyone who knows, so therefore no one can know. It's very short-sighted. Perhaps they didn't read this verse of Bhagavad Gita, which is explaining actually the source of everything. Specifically, the source of humankind. Humans have always um, occupied a unique position in the kingdom of life. And that is not by chance. We hear here the origins of humanity and where from they came, where from we've come. In the, um, in the Bible, you have the story of Adam and Eve they were kicked out of a heavenly paradise. And it serves to illustrate a point, but no one, you know, meant there's a big dichotomy of whether this is literal or not. We don't know. Was there actually a naked couple in a garden? Is it metaphorical? It's the attempt to understand the origins of humanity. And based on that scripture, there's other statements that man was made in the image of God, which hint towards a personal feature of God. Man was made in the image of God. But again, to know God, that's unknowable. You can't know that. Some Christian groups say, actually, it's impossible to know that. If you knew that, you would die. Others say that you can't even say the name of God, don't say the name of God, whatever you do. So this is all the Western philosophy. Now we're going somewhere else. We're not satisfied with that. 
and now we have access to Eastern transcendental philosophy of the Vedas, which is going to unequivocally just give you the direct answer. It's just it's not going to speculation. These are different means of acquiring knowledge or epistemology. One is by your your own mental thoughts. So a lot of the Western philosophy is just thinking about things. I'm just going to think about where I came from. Unfortunately, a lot of those end in the philosophy of suicide, <laughs> which shows the the very stark limitations of using a material mind to understand a um, a transcendental causality or purpose. And others, uh, you just using your mind, you could come at various different conclusions. We talked about agnosticism. Um, you, then there are some more uh, philosophically based, like Socrates and Plato, where they talk about there must be some realm of absolutes. There must be some higher realm from which this realm comes, but again, we don't really know about that. That's beyond the jurisdiction of our mind. The Vedic tradition is different. The Vedic tradition is about what we call shabda, or receiving knowledge from an authority. The whole of Vedic spirituality is based on this principle, Shastra. That you are limit. We have limitations, but not everyone. We cannot put everyone in the same category as ourselves. Namely, the source of everything is beyond those limitations. So, if you can connect with the source of everything who has um, higher faculties, higher abilities, then you can know things that you couldn't normally know on your own. So therefore the Vedic method is to hear from the authority. Tasmad guru prapadita jigyasu shreya uttamam. One who is inquisitive about knowing the absolute truth should approach a guru someone who knows. Tad vigyanartam sagodum eva bhigachet samitpani strotyam brahmanishtam. You should approach someone who is self-realized, someone who is uh, existing on a transcendental platform and who has received the uh, spiritual knowledge of Shabda. Well, shabda is this spiritual sound that rather than depending on my own mind and intelligence to get knowledge, I'm going to receive it from someone who has perfect knowledge. So this implies, yes, there is someone who has perfect knowledge and also that, that such personalities are possible, they're extant, and they're available to the sincere soul based on one's sincerity to know the absolute truth they will be correspondingly provided with as we said the resources to pursue that quest when the sincerity is dim one will receive dim resources 
Why? Because the absolute truth is reciprocating with us. If we don't really want to know, then we'll only find out a little bit. Or if we have some mixed motivations, we want to know because then we will something. We'll look better than others. So we'll get that kind of result. We want to know because I heard I can, uh, I won't have to worry about my necessities of life if I become spiritual. So I want to learn how I can not have to work so hard. Then we can find that. But this says if you want to know, etavad eva jigyasya tato jigyasu natmana anvayavyatirekabhyam yatsyat sarvatra sarvada. You should actually not cease, cease seeking until you come to this, the level of the Absolute Truth. This should be pursued in all times, in all places, in all circumstances. So when one wants to go to that level, then they'll get access to the medium and resources which can bring them there. And our Guru, Srila Prabhupada said, this is Bhagavad Gita as it is that can take us to that level, that realm. So, this text is, as many in this section of the Gita, sufficient to, to solve these existential queries that, that all living beings have. They may or may not be developed enough to realize that they have this need, but it's universal. And what is this knowledge? The Maharshaya Sapte, the seven great sages, and Chatvaro Manavas, the four sages, they, these are individuals, and the Manus, the progenitors of mankind, come from me, born from my mind. And all living beings populating the various planets descend from them. But this is called revelation. This is that level of receiving knowledge called Shabda, wherein you're receiving that knowledge through disclosure from a source of perfect knowledge. And why is that important? It's called Sambandha, to know your relationship with God the world around us and who we are we have to know these three things who I am what's the nature of this world and what's the source of it that's what boils down all the spiritual paths trying to answer those questions now there's a lot of you know results of knowing this if you know the source of everything you know where you've come from where everyone else came from then there's some kind of uh, sequence that's going to follow. If you know where you came from, then there's some relationship. And then one would naturally want to continue to pursue that, to explore that. It's like you had a, a you know, you grew up with just your mother and you never met your father. And then later on you find out what a father is and you find out that you have a father. That's, that's pretty, pretty interesting. 
pretty uh, important information. So here, this is being disclosed. Now let's hear a little more about the Vedic um, origins of human civilization.